Hello again and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose and welcome back to part three of our threefer on the essential small business tech stack. We are gonna tackle business management tools today. It's a party. Yeah, absolutely. In episode one of this series, we covered communication and efficiency tools. And then in our last episode, episode two, we dug into online marketing and cybersecurity tools. And I, of course, have my two favorite geeks to help me tackle this topic today. I have Travis Schumacher, my brother, and one of the techiest humans I know, and co-owner of Tranquility Internet Services. Hello. And I, of course, have Stacey Brockmeyer, my chief wearer of many hats at MayCreate, and, like, definitely a super tech problem solver on my team. Hey, friends. All right. So I feel, I feel like tech has actually, it's solved a lot of problems for us. But our business management tools have actually enabled us to get where we want to go as a company. So I want to know, guys, like I want to pump people up because it it is it's work. It's work to implement these things. It's work to create these processes. But we got to begin with the end in mind, right, especially with these types of systems. So what has your business management tool stack, what has it done for you that you could not have done without it? Travis, do you want to you want to start us off here? What have you been able to accomplish in your business because you have your business tech tools? Keeps me organized. Keeps me keeps me moving. Keeps me uh, serving all, keeping all the people happy that I want to take care of. Now you're an internet service provider, so you've got you deal with a lot of back and forth with clients, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, we do. So how does your business management tool set, how does that enable you to do what you need to do and still like live the lifestyle that you want to live? Could you do it without them? No, no. We, we, we deal with so many different things throughout the day that if uh, we didn't log them, track them, put them in places, we wouldn't be able to pick up where we left off the next time when we get interrupted 18,000 times. Stacy, you're, you're, you're our person. So I love tech tools. I love business management tools in particular because that's one of my main roles. And I think both Monica and I would say without the tools that we have implemented over the years, we could not have gone to a four-day work week most of the year. So a majority of the year we work four days a week and the other we the other times of the year we work five and that's okay too. But there's no way we could have done it if we had not improved efficiency through business management tools. I honestly don't think we could have grown our business to what it is today with the reputation that we have without them. Like just imagine if if we if we were like a lot of companies out there that didn't get things done on time. Like straight up they didn't they, we get things done on time and we get things done right because we have our business management tools and we get paid because we have our business management tools. I mean, that's kind of important. That's huge. Well, and I think the other thing is for our type of business, so web developers don't tend to get back to people in a in a timely fashion. And we have other things in place to where we don't have to spend our time doing all the minutia so that we can actually talk to our clients. I know that's a really novel concept, but returning a phone call is part of business that we can handle because we have all of our other ducks. We're not sitting around building out weird documents or well, we do some of that. But (laughs) (laughs) hey, but I automated that stuff. It's pretty great. (laughs) You're so freaking magical. No, the tech stack's huge. I mean, because it helps you be proactive versus reactive. That's probably the other big thing with ours is without it, we'd be putting out fires all the time instead of preventing them. Well, and every type of business is going to have a different set of business management tools to pick from, right? And so the trick is finding the right one for you. So if you have big changes that you want to make in the future and and you're just not sure what you need or what you're missing from your tech stack, then that's what we're going to talk about today is, is what you need to have in your business management tools as part of your tech stack so you can run your business. And yeah, so we created a list for you of all the services that we'll reference in this podcast. 
So go on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com and get those notes instead of writing them down while driving your car. Like, no accidents, friends. We're not doing it. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Monica might be the queen of people who bring in receipt notes. It's fine. But you don't have to do that in this scenario. You do not. We got it for you. Uh, So head on over to makecreate.com and you'll find just what you need, the links, the service names, and more. All right, friends, with that, let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Okay, friends. So before we get started, I have to ask you, what is your number one favorite tech tool for business management? And I think it's going to be hard for you guys because you guys are business managers. Like really that's what you, you're both super, super good at that. So <laughs> I, I know there's a hundred. You'll get to talk about them all in a second, but what's your favorite? Mine, mine is get my favorite is probably uh, our ticketing system. What's it called? Um, we use a program called... Um, I'm drawing a blank now what it is. What color is it? Thanks for putting me on the spot. I totally forgot. <laughs> we just write things in it and it yells at me and I do things. And... What do you type in to get to it? <laughs> <laughs> I literally am taking you through all the steps that my little dyslexic ADD brain has to go through to remember things. I'm like, what color is it? Stacy knows. She'll be like, what color is it, Monica? And I'll be like, ah, it's blue. And she's like, okay, all right. What's the first letter of the word? And I'm like, the A. <laughs> We've customized it. I don't know. Oh, Sorry. Travis. All right. Well, you'll remember it in a yes, second. Yes, it'll come to me. Stacy, what's your favorite? I have a really hard time choosing because I feel like it's sort of a passion of mine, but I managed a lot of things in our business through spreadsheets. I've talked about that in many episodes on this podcast, spreadsheets are my jam. But I also have to say QuickBooks because, man, that is a powerful tool when we're talking about managing our finances and managing our billing and managing just so many aspects of our financial, the financial side of our business. It really does. Our record keeping there helps us make decisions. 100%. The reporting, super, super important. Now, I think mine, and it's not even super high tech, is Millinote. I love that software. It's basically like this little dashboarding note-taking software kind of thing. I don't even know what you would call it. Like, I don't know what category to put it in, but they sent me an email about it one day. And they're like, it's for designers. You can make mood boards. And I was like, I'm in. And I think without it, I would have a really difficult time managing all of the information that I need to get to and keeping it organized and being to get able to get to it from my phone and my computer and everything. So for me, that is a business management tool, even though it's like really rudimentary. And now we have a whole bunch of people who use it on our staff too, as their like daily management tool. I mean, all of our account service team does. Yeah, I think Millinote for me is best described as just a visual way to keep yourself organized. So it's super visual. Uh, I mean, I know it's no surprise that we're all visual humans over here, but it's just a visual way to keep yourself organized rather than just a document, which I think is very helpful. So we broke our business management tools that we're going to talk about today into three groups. The first one is your CRM or your customer relationship management tool. The next one would be project management tool or tools, uh, like plural, because sometimes you have more than one. And last but not least would be financial management tools. So let's start with customer relationship management. So 
for our nonprofits, this would be your your donor relationship management tool, right? Um, and ultimately, what it does is it manages your customer interactions and the relationships, and it offers tools for sales and customer support. So it tracks things, and sometimes it even like rolls its way into your billing software. It all depends on the one that you pick for yourself, right? So for our CRM softwares, now I actually, I don't know if I've ever been involved in picking any of them. <laughs> Travis picked the first set for our company and Stacy has chosen all of the rest. So I'm gonna have to let you take it away, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I think, and we've talked about this before, the most important thing for your CRM, whether it is literally a spreadsheet or you go as far as like using a Salesforce or somewhere in between, is that it works for you. Travis and Monica and I and many of our other employees have managed some things through like complicated spreadsheets and things that we've needed in the past. But through that, we really learned what we truly needed out of a system and what we needed to not be able to be broken out of the system because <laughs> I mean anytime you give somebody a spreadsheet they can break it that's for sure but I think making sure that your CRM has the features that you need when you need them and that they don't take a lot of time to get to because the last thing you want to do is have somebody on your staff who's managing your CRM as like their full-time job yeah we had a person like we that did. remember Billy mm -hmm. we had Billy who who managed it for Tranquility Internet Services, and he, I mean, he built the whole software. That was his whole job yep. back in the day. Yeah. He was really important. I don't know how that business would have ran without that. It was like a ticketing system, a financial system, uh, like everything. So that was really powerful. And I really feel like, just to drive home what Stacy said, that it needs to be the right thing for you at the right time. You could use a spreadsheet. You could soup it up and use Airtable which is just a like amped up like spreadsheet tool. Some of our nonprofits use like Square. Yeah, Square, the payment processing system. They use that to manage their donors. Um, but if you're gonna have more than one person working in it, you have to have something that's cloud-based or else it's a complete nightmare. Don't do that to yourself. Um, yeah, and, and honestly, it could be part of your financial management tool as well like it could be combined but i would advise against like having done this before we've had clients that are like well we use salesforce because it's free for nonprofits, and then we have to integrate the whole thing into their website and we're like this is a convoluted disaster like why <laughs> this is so complicated <laughs> like why it doesn't need to be that complicated you're a very very simple organization right so if you're a simple organization you could have a simple solution as long as it's cloud-based and everybody can get to it um eventually that particular nonprofit stopped using salesforce <laughs> and ended up without it at all and just used their membership plugin in their website to manage all that stuff for them because they didn't need anything that complicated. So don't overcomplicate it, even if it's free, I guess. Well, and I think, Monica, you made a good point that oftentimes your CRM crosses over into another system. So, I mean, Travis, I know yours crosses over into your ticketing system. Right. And for us, ours crosses over into our billing and into Active Campaign, which is our email marketing software. So I think there's a lot of crossover sometimes in your CRM. It doesn't necessarily have to be a standalone software that you don't use for anything else. It can be right. combined with something else. Yep. As long as it allows you to keep track of all of your contacts and their contact information and your relationship with them, like what they have from you, like <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it has to yep. do, uh, period, right? Okay. So. I think everybody should have a customer relationship management system, even if it's just a spreadsheet, you're gonna need one. Don't just write them all down on a piece of paper and shove them into boxes in your garage. That's no way to run your business anymore. Although I have had people do that before. What is even worse is when people tell me that their CRM lives in so-and-so's head. No. Yes, it's like, how is that person, the only person in your organization who can answer questions about your clients, your sales, the relationships that you have, please don't let it live in your head. If you get hit by a bus, your business is dead. 
We're talking about death again. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a damper. Stop it with the death. Yeah, we'll stop. It's fine. Oh. But like, please, okay. please write it down and please make it easy for the next person or for your employees or for whatever the situation is. Make it work for you, but just do it. That actually segues very well into the next tool that I feel like you need to have in your tech stack, which is a project management tool. And Travis and I actually talked about this a few days ago. We feel like a project management tool is the thing that helps you manage how you do work. And everybody's business is different, right? So it might have things like scheduling, the ability to internally and externally communicate. It might have a knowledge base built in. It could have billing systems in it, like time tracking or even the ability to invoice clients. It could manage inventory or resources like time. It could manage templates. It could have reports. It could have templating built in so it makes it easier for you. It could have benchmarking. It could have task lists, tickets, everything, right? So it can have so many different things. And there are, there are so many of these out there. So many. I Like, okay, so small story time. Stacy and I... Um, way back in the day travis set up active collab for us remember that yeah. travis we were like this is going to be the one yeah and it was really good like we loved it we used it for so many years and then stacy and i were like we're big kids now and we don't need to use active collab anymore because it's not doing all the things that we want it to and so we interviewed how many companies Stacey? oh i literally I probably still have the google doc because i'm a hoarder that way um but no less than probably 25. Like I looked at every project wow. management system I could find and what they could do. And I set up test accounts and all of the things. And we met with their salespeople, like all the yeah. stuff. But we had a list of requirements. Like it has to do these things because this is what our business needs. And we learned that by using Active Collab the way it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out that Active Club actually had a souped up version. <laughs> so we just transferred over to Active Club Cloud. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so when Travis first set it up, it was like a self hosted on a server at Tranquility version of Active Club. Right. And then as Monica and I were going through this process, we I interviewed all these people. And it turns out that the one that we liked and was going to be the easiest for us to transition to and all that was Active Collab Online, which is their cloud version of their product. And we still use it today. So we've literally used it for what, maybe 15 years? Huh? Long time. Forever. I mean, forever. Yeah, a very long time. And I mean, we we grew through the different like phases of their development too i feel like mm -hmm. and over time we really started to use the system more and more as it was intended to be used not just as like a spreadsheet managing our projects right but i do feel like at the very base of your project management like if you have nothing else other than a google calendar and a spreadsheet with due dates on it that you put on the Google Calendar? Because <laughs> we managed our workload through Google Calendar a long time. Yeah, so when I first started, my predecessor, Danielle, who is very, very talented, knew everything. She had it in her head. And I could not see time that way. And so I started putting things on the Google Calendar for Marie so that I could see how much time she had available and what she was working on. And we managed it like that for, I mean, we've only had resource management in our, in the system that we have now for like three to four years. So literally for 10 years, we managed all of our work on Google Calendar. And we still come back like in our process. And this is the thing guys, like it's not like it's a one and done thing. Like we've been like modifying our system for over 18 years now. and. We still come back and we're like, eh, we're, that just needs to go in a Google Doc someplace. Or up, oh, that needs to be a task list. Or, you know, that needs to go in the template. So we're always kind of working our way through it. But I think it very, at the very base level, you're going to need to have a checklist. 
and at Google Doc or at Google Calendar <laughs> to manage your workflow and your your tasks. But man, there are so many out there. Um, well, and I think Google itself is trying to become more of a, like allow simpler project management with their assignments and their due dates and stuff that you can do in a Google Doc now. You can pair that with your Google Calendar. So if that's where you're at, that's a-okay. But if you're doing stuff over and over and over again, you have to have some kind of process to manage yourselves. And if you're tracking time, it's gotta be simple. Like it's gotta be simple mm-hmm. or it's not, nobody's gonna record their time if it's hard. It's challenging. Now, Travis, you use a ticketing system. Did you figure out what mm-hmm. it was called? Yes, it's <laughs> uh, it is called WHMCS. It's a web hosting billing platform, and I remember this. It had. I, I mean, say, I think this was like around when we were all together. Yeah, yeah it's we, we're we're still using it, and like you said, it it's kind of evolved over time. Mm-hmm. There's been some things there. It still has some of those things that just. It, it just doesn't do, mm-hmm. but you kind of work through some of those things like with any any piece of software, it seems like. Different things, you know, get added that allow you to interact with it differently. You know, there's different modules or different reporting tools that come in and then you can work work around stuff. But um, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've been using that. Um, it integrates with a lot of different, you know, server type stuff uh, like what we do. Every every system kind of has a ticketing system, but then it's kind of how you use it. The ticketing system in it is very basic, extremely basic. Um, but what was kind of game changer is up for us is when we started creating, you know, our own templates. Like as Stacy mentioned, um, we started doing it consistently. And then when someone got pulled away from that ticket, someone else could come in and pick up where they left off and keep going. Um, or if you know you had to follow up that person and you had you know eight other tickets in the, in in front of you come back the next day oh that's where i picked up where i left off you know that's the other piece i think that's huge about a you know project managing man- management tool or or system is that you can pick up where you left off and it's it's documented so you can come back to it um, learn from it like here these all these outages are going on you can associate them with another you know, mass update them, um, you know, different things that, you know, increase efficiencies. There's so many trails that we leave in our project management software. I mean, just the other day, someone asked for uh, like stats on a QR code for a company that we don't even manage their QR codes anymore. And I'm, I'm like, I can go down the bunny trail and I can find all the stuff back in the project management system. And I mean, like it's very specifically managed. So that way, um, and, and you kind of alluded to that too. And I think Stacy would agree, like you can have the best system on earth, but the humans that work the system and them adhering to the processes, that's what's gonna make it good or not. Because no software is gonna manage your projects for you. It's the people that use it. I mean, even down to like, when I review templates for websites, I know exactly what task to go into to get the link to the design file, right? I know exactly where to go. It's in the same place every time. So I don't have to waste time digging for it, right? And that's a powerful thing, but it's because the humans that work at MayCreate put it in the same place every time, <laughs> like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think efficiency is marrying your process with your tech stack, with your systems that you're using. You have to have okay, this is what it is, but this is also how we use it. You can't just have this is what it is without the how we use it part. 100%. Yep. Little things like we'll put a, uh, if we've if we spent three days figuring out an error message, you know, maybe it was very something technical, we'll make sure that error message is in there. And sure, we'll look it up on, you know, in different knowledge bases and, you know, stuff to, to try to find it. But we'll also first look in our, our ticketing system to see, if we already had figured that out and what little nugget we needed to to cross that hurdle to resolve, completely resolve the issue. There's nothing worse than having solved the problem before and knowing that you found the answer, but having no idea how you got there because you didn't document it. I'm feeling like that with my oatmeal cookie recipe right now. Like I got it, (laughs) I got it down. 
And now, and then the last time I made oatmeal cookies, Ellis thinks that they're great, and I think they were crap. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I need to treat my cookie bake. I need to keep my baking like I do, like I do my problem solving. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Monica, one thing we, as we're talking about choosing a project management system, I have a story for us. When we were looking at changing project management systems, one of the things, and you hear me talk about this often, is that was really hard and really time consuming is being able to assign tasks to someone, but also be able to move a set of tasks back in as a whole, rather than having to move each task individually. And so we use Google Calendar. So if you scheduled a project via Google Calendar, you they weren't tied together. The, the events weren't tied together in any way. And so one of our biggest things in choosing a new project management system was resource management. And so I kind of, as we're choosing this, I had in my head like, okay, we have to get to resource management. So then we can get to weekly scheduling. So then we can get, you know, so I had this like plan in my head, but, being able to set up a template for a project and then have each task in that template be dependent on the task before it. So that way, if you moved something, it moved back for the entire project. And I think that in and of itself, moving from Google Calendar into a system that manages people's time and allowing the scheduling to be moved back on a regular basis easily because we're working with clients, like they get sick or they have things that come up and being able to move that stuff. We literally had somebody who worked in our office who did that. Like that was their whole job was to schedule that stuff. 40 hours a week. And we don't have to have that anymore. So we can still have that position, but they can do something else because that position was paid for or you just straight up don't have to have the position anymore. You know, you can have a position that d- it makes you more efficient in a different way, or you can eliminate that position and not have to manage another person. And that's like just the crux of managing. Like we're not just reactive. Most of the time, our job is proactive. And so when you're proactive all the time, you you are pushing everything out into the future and planning every single thing versus if you are just tech support, then you're reaction, 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 right? And once you get the ticket in, then you do have proactive tasks to close it, but it's a reactionary thing. So yeah, that was super important. And it allowed us to free up so much time and give our designers more freedom to get to work on things when they wanted to based on what they yeah. were able to do or you know feeling capable of that day. So it was pretty... Pretty awesome. Well, and I think oftentimes you're pushed into that change by something that happened. And so this was something we knew we wanted for a long time, but we got thrust into it when one of our like right hand people left for a different job, like still somebody we talk to to this day, like have a great relationship with. But to fill that void was something like we had to find some efficiencies to put into place because to train somebody to the level that she was at was just like you couldn't find someone who was at that level it was going to be six years before somebody was at that level like that was exactly just not an option not yeah. an option so we had had to shift yeah but i think the project management system has made us very successful that way in being efficient in probably the most important thing in our company is making sure that our projects get done so our clients are happy so that we can get paid so that you know we can do more projects yeah so put together your wish list friends like ask yourself what do you need this thing to do and then make yourself literally i make myself a spreadsheet i know stacy does too and i put things like the url to the business website i have all my must-haves on the spreadsheet and i put x's when they meet it and then I have a notes area and I'm a visual person so I actually take a screenshot of the <laughs> website or the logo and I put it in my sheet so that way I can compare them all and then I put the price in 
And then by the end of all of that comparing, then I can be like, okay, these are my top three candidates. I'm going to create a free account and play around in it and try to do the things that I want to do. And then I can move forward and interview salespeople if that's the next step. So make yourself a spreadsheet to find your project management tool. (laughs) Well, and I think the other thing too is making sure that you know what is a deal breaker and what's a nice to have. So like when you're making your wish list, like, Resource management and calendaring was a deal breaker for us. Not having the ability to have projects underneath clients because that wasn't an option in most of the project management softwares, like that was a deal breaker for us. So knowing what those deal breakers are and knowing what the nice to haves are, I think is super important. And learn from our our personal experience too. Do not overlook the thing that you already use (laughs) because it might actually totally work and your brother might have been the smartest person ever when he found it a decade and a half before. (laughs) Well, and I think the other thing is made a really easy transition for our employees. They did in a time that we were already in crisis because our beloved person left. Mm Mm-hmm. We did not also have to completely relearn a new system. And I don't know, it was a very easy transition for our team. Okay, so we're wrapping this up. We're moving on to the last piece that I feel like every small business should have in its tech stack. And this might actually be part of your CRM. It might be part of your project management, a financial management tool. Okay, so what am I talking about? I'm talking about accounting software for bookkeeping, invoicing and payment processing tools, budgeting and financial planning tools, something to do payroll. Okay, friends. So Travis, what do you use for accounting software and bookkeeping? Do you guys use QuickBooks? We use QuickBooks. Yep. Stacey? QuickBooks. We Specifically, we have QuickBooks Desktop. I don't know, Travis, if you use the online version or if you use Desktop too. But... No, we, we use Desktop too. Now, word from the wise, if you plan on integrating it with your website or use it to do things like manage inventory or anything like that with your website, you need to do QuickBooks Online. Having it talk back and forth with your desktop version is a hot mess. (laughs) I don't even know if it's possible. Well, and to to add to that, if you are going to be managing your QuickBooks from many locations or you have employees that need to access your QuickBooks from many locations, you need to do the online version because the desktop version literally lives on your computer. And while you can give other computers on your network access to it, use the online version. <laughs> She's like, it's not safe. To and to go into that, I mean, you got to take care of the desktop version. You have mm-hmm. to update it. You've got to patch it. You've got to do all those things. With the online version, the the paid professionals are taking care of it. Yes, it it takes it costs you a little bit, but at the same time, then you're free to do what you're trying to do and not manage a accounting software. Yeah, and with the price increases with QuickBooks, I'm not sure that it costs more than a couple hundred dollars difference a year. They're trying to push people to the cloud version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now for invoicing and payment processing tools. Okay, so those are those are two different things. They kind of go together, but they kind of don't. Um, let's tackle invoicing first. Like we could invoice through our project management system, but we choose not to. We, we use QuickBooks to do that. Now, Travis, you don't invoice through QuickBooks. No, we invoice through our, um, our ticketing CRM project, you know, professional service automation tool is what we use. So that's an interesting deviation there. Like we, we use the invoicing feature of QuickBooks when we could use it in our project management system, but it, it makes record keeping easier for us. Well, for you guys, you do it a different way. So that's, once again, friends, you're going to want to use the one that makes the most sense for you. To add on that, I think the biggest difference is yours is more project based more custom. Ours is reoccurring, you know, monthly type services. So that could kind of dictate, you know, that if you had a bunch of bunch reoccurring services, you may just use QuickBooks, Um, you know, just to do it from that standpoint. Um, But I mean, if you, you know, everybody's a little different. You also got to, but that was my 
two cents there. Yeah, and I know that one of the reasons that we originally did not decide to bill out of our um, or invoice out of our project management system is that we used to do a lot of hourly work and it all had to be reviewed before it was sent out because different levels of designers can do things at different um, like rates of efficiency. So we couldn't have an entry-level designer who was working on a task and training on a task like we couldn't just charge that client 10 hours for something that should have taken four because they were, you know, learning. Um, and so Stacy would review all of that. Um, but even now, like the way that we bill people is in segments for their project. And so Stacy decides, okay, it is time. We're far enough through the project that that next payment should be sent out. And so that doesn't make sense to bill out from our project management system. Well, and to be honest, I find I still find discrepancies. So even though we don't do a lot of hourly work, everything is on a fixed price. Like it's a checks and balances for us to move it to QuickBooks. And we find discrepancies both in our favor and in our client's favor. And so I think it eliminates for us some of those billing conversations that are super dreaded. I tell people all the time, I never want to have to have a conversation that you got an invoice that you weren't expecting. That's not how you build a relationship with someone. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no. we're at the, we're, you, it could be in the middle, it could be at the end, it could be at the beginning. Like, that's just not how you make friends by showing up at their house and asking them for money. No, no. I think the checks and balance piece is huge because I bet that, I mean, well, I know that a lot of different, um, tools integrate with QuickBooks. Okay. And so they it can, you know, import all that data, but you, there still has to be that checks and balances of while you'd like to bill someone for all the training time for, you know, employee working on a, a new logo probably doesn't make the most sense to do that. You know, when you have already established the relationship with a client saying it's going to cost X, but it's going to cost three times X because it took this long. (laughs) So payment processing, you can actually accept payments through QuickBooks. Do you accept online payments, Travis? Yeah, you like run everything through credit cards. We do a lot. I mean, it's all um, through payment gateway. We we have that integrate with our with our tool, you know, with our with our uh, uh, PSA. And and so it, it it charges cards there. Um, we do take, you know, checks, we process some checks manually on, on bigger, bigger payments, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we do, we do a a hybrid, I guess, you know, combination of both. Yeah. And there's all kinds of different payment processors out there. Our clients, a lot of the times they use Stripe, they use Square, they use authorized.net, um, some still use PayPal, like any of those are good, but ultimately I feel like. If you do business in this day and age, you should be able to accept a credit card. You need a payment processor. Like, absolutely. The businesses that don't accept credit cards, I'm kind of like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do feel the same way, though, about businesses who don't accept cash at all. Uh, yes. Like, Actually, there's a new yeah. bakery going in up the street, and they have on their door, they're like, we will not accept cash. And I was like, okay. Are you going to charge me a 3% processing fee? Because that's another really popular thing in this community is that the small businesses will charge you an upcharge. And I'm like, kind of, isn't that like, that should probably be included in your pricing at this point. Like, does that make sense? I mean, we do it though. We charge a processing fee. I know, but we're collecting thousands of dollars. Not a $3 pastry. Yeah. Like, I think if you up, if you increase the price of your like $3 pastry, 3%, that's good. Yeah. When I just automatically add a 3% charge on top of your $15,000 website, that's kind of a problem. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, it really is. So, I mean, I guess I could. I'm sure Stacy wouldn't mind that bottom line, but that seems the, a There are bizarre. times where when I have thought about it, but no, it doesn't seem quite right. It doesn't seem ethical to me to do that to everyone just for the convenience of some. Yeah, not yet. Not, not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Okay, so we also have budgeting and financial planning tools. So part of that's through QuickBooks, right? We all agree that we get those numbers out of QuickBooks. Um, reporting. 
Yeah, QuickBooks reporting does great things for us. Stacy and I also have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Surprise! That helps us be able to do things like figure your end bonuses and figure raises and all that kind of stuff based on how much money we have, how much money came in. Travis, do, do you have like a software that you use for that or are you just no, um, all QuickBooks? Yeah, it, QuickBooks, but I mean also spreadsheets. I mean, you, you export stuff, you know, from financial from your financial tools, you know, or your CRM, your project tools. And sometimes you just got to kind of play around with that. Um, some, you know, a lot of them, there are some pre-built reports, you know, that g give you a baseline, but other times, you know, a lot of for that, for different planning and budgeting, I, I'm one of those where I got to manipulate the numbers and well, if I do this, then this can happen. Or if I did, Mm -hmm. did that well then yeah, this would happen definitely. and if i do this that's going to be bad you know or whatever it may be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so got gonna i i i'm i'm a you know kind of a spreadsheet guy i, I export and and play with the numbers that way i think it also allows the flexibility to know what's happening so mm -hmm. i know that in an election year that we're coming up on we need to do more work for our current clients and my software doesn't know that you know so i can play with those numbers if it's in a spreadsheet mm -hmm. but i can't play with them in the software because the software is pulling actual data yeah so projecting can get difficult from year mm -hmm. over year knowing that we're going to have deviances in the year based on the political climate yeah yeah friends I think one thing I'm taking away from this like tech stack series is that if you have never taken an Excel class, <laughs> you should. <laughs> it will, you will not regret it, friends. It's really helpful. I actually just told Stacy this morning that, um, so I just designed this booklet. It was 24 pages and I hadn't been in this software for a while because I use Canva all the time. I don't use it in InDesign anymore. And I was like, if I have designed another booklet like this, I'm going to go take an InDesign class because it is so different from like the new version, even just like in the last year that they released, everything is in a different place. Adobe didn't even know where it was when I was like searching their help section. I'm like, thanks guys. I finally found it today. <laughs> um, so don't like ongoing education, right? Like, holy cow. You can take all these courses that we're talking about at lynda.com. So they're like it's owned by LinkedIn. And if you need a course on software, I guarantee you someone has created it out there. It's so helpful. Even if you, I, I learned how to use InDesign. Like I learned how to use it. Like I went to a class on it. But even like after a certain amount of time, you just, you don't remember, like you can't tell. It's so different. They change so much. Okay, I digress. So another thing that has changed over the years, mm -hmm, like that segue, is the way that we manage payroll. So there's like, I feel like if you have more than one employee, you're gonna need some way to do this because it's a lot of work submitting. Oh my gosh, when I, uh, when I started and had to submit all these tax forms on my own, it was like, Stacy and I screwed it up from six ways from Sunday. Six ways from Sunday before we figured it out, like, the, like the people at the tax office knew us because we had screwed it up so much. Like we just didn't know. The good news, <laughs> the good news with that is we were making our payments on time. We There was a form that we weren't submitting. So the government had our money and there was a day, like Monica, I think was like at a in-person meeting. Yes, because this was like way pre-COVID that when we actually had those things and there an irs agent showed up at our office i nearly peed my pants <laughs> and i did not go up to like bring him back until monica came back from her meeting so it was like 10 minutes that i made him sit in our lobby because i was terrified that this irs agent showed up at our office and then like we brought him back and he's like oh it's good we have your money we're not charging you any penalties we just don't know where to put it all and he's like, your account has like $64,000. I don't know what the number was, but it was like way more than Monica and I <laughs> were comfortable with. It was literally in like the upper, um, the upper five figures of money that the government had and they had not deposited because we didn't we know. We didn't know we had to fill out the form. They'd, taken it, they'd taken it from us. Like it was out of our account, but it was in their accounts and they did not know where to like allocate it. And there was one that we... Um 
were taking the number from QuickBooks, but it was too much. And so we submitted too much in taxes and they had like all this extra money and they eventually like were sending us paperwork like, what do you want us to do with all this money? And we were like, oh my gosh, we should have just hired a payroll company. Like, what were we doing? Um, so, so we did yeah. hire someone to pay our taxes for us yes. for a long time. So we managed our payroll in QuickBooks, had an accountant who ran our like monthly and quarterly tax and year- yearly taxes um, until he decided he wasn't going to have that service anymore. And so then we moved to from QuickBooks. So we managed all this other stuff in QuickBooks, but we took our payroll out of QuickBooks and went to an online company who now does it all for us. And it's really cost effective and way easier to run payroll in the last six months than it was before. Travis, how do you do payroll? I outsource it. He's like, I'm not stupid like you. Thanks, buddy. Never, never wanted to try it. Never, I mean, when I knew the different pieces in it and the amount of money that we have to pay to have somebody else do it, is you know right at an hour or less than an hour of my time you know once a month i it it was a no-brainer to me i don't have to worry about it they have their own software you know system to to take care of that and they're like hey travis you know these need to come out this period and i'm like okay cool you're gonna file that for me yep already done like perfect and if i ever get anything in the mail that's saying hey this wasn't paid what do I do? I email that company and I say, hey, what's this? Oh, it's interesting. We took care of that. And they have record of it and poof, magically goes away. I do love that about having a person like we still have like our accountant is on like a retainer basically. Mm-hmm. And so all these weird papers that come in, I don't know. I When I first started my business, I thought I was learning how to speak Greek. Like, the IRS paperwork is insane. None of the words even mean what you think they would mean. It's nuts. I, I have to go to ChatGPT and be like, ChatGPT, what does this mean? And <laughs> it defines it for me, right? But um, just being able to send somebody the paper and be like, what is this thing? We just take pictures of it with our phone and, like, email it over <laughs> because yep. we don't know. Like, it is... Isn't that sad? Running a business for like, what, 18 years and I'm still just, I get these new papers from the government and I'm like, this is a new paper. What is this word? (laughs) What do these things mean? I don't know. I think the online payroll system now is like definitely the best of both worlds because they take care of all of that stuff, but I still have control of when my employees get paid, how much they get paid and all of that stuff without like, and I can just go into the system and run a bonus. Like, I don't have to go through anybody to do it. I just log into the system, run the bonus, and it is what it is, you know? So it's definitely made my life easier. Now, my last question about this payroll bit is, um, do you call the person that does your payroll an accountant, a bookkeeper, a, like, or like like ours is a payroll service, right? Yeah. Because payroll I, processor. I, not all accountants do this. I'd say a payroll processor. Yeah, that's that's what I would. That's probably what I. That's what I would call them. So guys, if you're still listening, definitely learn from us. We did this the hard way. You can outsource this. It's okay. Put it put it in your budget. Take the Travis mentality. It's yeah. one, just, you just need to be able to bill out one more hour. And believe me, by the time you've done payroll twice a month, it will have taken you an hour. So mm-hmm. it'll be awesome. All right, friends. So we made it through. This is the last and final tech stack episode. Okay. So in episode number one, we covered communication and efficiency tools. And then in episode number two, we dug into online marketing and cybersecurity tools. Oh, Jesus, so riveting. And last but not least, we just took you guys through all of the drama we went through selecting and utilizing our business management tools. So when you're thinking about business management tools, we all agree that you're going to need to have some way to manage your customer data, whether that's a CRM or our donor management system, whatever it is, a spreadsheet, I don't care. Like you need some way to keep it all together, even if it's just in your payment processor. 
you need a project management tool. It can be whatever it is, but we all agree that you need to make a list of everything that you want out of it and evaluate against that list and document as you are researching <laughs> so you can find the right thing for you. And don't forget to look at the one you already have. It might be awesome. And then last but not least, we have our financial management tools. And those are your accounting software, your invoicing, your payment processor, and any type of financial planning tool that you need. And then also something to run your payroll. Yes, all these tools. Okay, so friends, I, I feel like this is the end of like, a, like a, what, what, what do you want to call um, uh, Like we're graduating from high school. It's the end of an era. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Any final parting words you want to leave people with before, before we, we sign off on this business tech stack series? I don't think so. We gave them a lot of stuff during this series. We did. It's, Man. it's a journey. You're going to keep learning it. Too. You're going to keep, you know, tweaking and, and everything along the way. You know, between evaluating what Monica just talked about, evaluating, I mean, starting somewhere, if you're not 100% sure, pick when you think's right and try it. And if it sucks, get rid of it. <laughs> Find something else. You will. There's a ton of stuff out there. But keep forward progress. It's a journey. Yeah. Don't be afraid of your tech. It can really make or break your business. If running a business were easy, everyone would do it. Look at you. You can do it. Like seriously, right? Like it's these types of hurdles and these types of challenges that we overcome that allow us to have the benefits of running our own business. And not everybody's willing to do that. So it's okay. I just feel like if it doesn't make your stomach hurt a little bit, you're probably not doing it the right way. It's not exciting. <laughs> if it's not stressful, then it's not rewarding. Okay, so friends, with that, um, if you enjoyed this series, Check out the rest of the Marketing with Purpose episodes. Subscribe to the podcast. We would love to release a new episode to your phone or whatever listening device you have weekly because we have weekly content coming out. So thank you so much for your time today. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.